Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of Hope Along the Journey. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, your host, and it is a joy to have you with us today as we share a message of encouragement and uh, admonition, and once again, lift up Jesus Christ, who is truly the hope of the world. It's a joy for me to have once again with me none other than the founder and director of ASAP Recovery Ministries, and that is Chuck Chapman. Chuck, welcome to the podcast again. It's good to be here. I can't believe you guys let me back in the building, but <laughs> now you got to drag me out. <laughs> well, it just shows you, Doc. We just love it. Like Jesus, we love everybody, Amen. you know? Yeah, they'll let anybody in this yeah. place. Yeah. Uh, what you all don't know is that here at our church, we started to celebrate recovery ministry just recently, and Chuck came and shared his testimony tonight. Chuck, thank you for coming oh, yeah. and taking time to share your testimony. Yeah, it was a wonderful uh, Celebrate Recovery program. If you're in recovery, I would highly, highly recommend this uh, this meeting, this group of people. They're very loving, and they have cookies and coffee, yeah. man, somebody. <laughs> well, we want to have you share your testimony here in a moment and then talk about your new book. But before we do that, I would just like to say to you, my friend, our listeners, that we would love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at hopealongthejourney at gmail.com or go to our website at hopealongthejourney.org, and when the screen pops up that says, stay in touch, we'd love to get your email so we could put you on our newsletter. Look for us on various forms of social media. You'll find us out there on Facebook, Instagram, and I even have a profile on LinkedIn. We would just love to connect with you. Now back to our subject today and to our guest, Chuck Chapman, Chuck, if you would, and I told you I was going to ask you this, tell, I know we don't have a time for the whole story. It's a yes. remarkable story. And if you haven't heard it, go back to uh, earlier podcasts and hear Chuck share more of his story. But tell us, for those who've never heard it, a little bit about your testimony, how you came to faith in Christ. Yeah, I was a uh, full-blown alcoholic and regular drug user for a decade and a half of my life. I mean, it, it got bad. I was 155 pounds dripping wet, you know, Um I lost everything I ever had, just about everyone I ever loved. I was looking at a five-year prison sentence because of mandatory prison sentence. They had me dead to rights because of my uh, my drinking and drug use. And, uh, man, I started asking for a Bible. Uh, got to just, hey, can I get a Bible? Can I get a Bible? And I, I started reading it, uh, you know, to steal from John Wesley there. Uh, my heart was strangely warmed, for lack of a better <laughs> term, man. I just felt something really good happening yeah. in there, and I didn't want to lose that. And, uh Started developing a relationship with the Lord, um, and that t- that that relationship in that jail cell uh, took it's just opened doors for me, and uh, just yeah. my life's never been the same since. I was released from jail to Teen Challenge of Southwest Florida. I came home from that, uh, started my life over. Sometime later, I enrolled at uh, God's Bible School in college, mm-hmm. um, graduated uh, second in my class at that. You know, not yes. bad for a guy that they kicked out of Dixie, you know, <laughs> 25 years prior, you know. Right. And, uh, right. yeah, hey, who's unteachable now, Miss Morrissey, if you're listening out there? You yeah, know, yeah, and, uh, right. But, uh, but, no, I did that, and uh, that was really good, and just uh, GBS welcomed me in there. You, yes. you being one of my favorite teachers in that, just loving on me, sewing into me. 
And, uh, and uh, I'm a member or pastor of the Church of the Nazarene, and I became an ordained elder uh, about a month after graduating. And uh, since then, uh, I've started my own program. Uh, we're a nonprofit in the state of Kentucky, ASAP Recovery. And uh, just uh, we believe that you can be recovered as opposed to forever recovering. And so uh, we've written like a book, that. and we're trying to... He who the sun sets free is free indeed. We're going to believe Amen. Jesus over what everybody else is saying out there. That's know? great. So that's that's me. And that's that was me. started in 2022, so it's it's brand new still, isn't it? Well, we've been doing the meetings uh, for five years. Uh, we, we started the meetings in 2015, okay. and okay. Uh, I, I the the book I wrote uh, I started that that book took me about five and a half years to write because it had to correct a lot of errors from the former recovery model. Mm-hmm. See, everything's been built on the shoulders of alcoholics and narcotics anonymous. The 12 step models in our prisons programs, behavioral centers, you name it. And uh, that was a wonderful program for for the time and season it served in, but we don't live in 1935 America any longer when it was created. And our our morals have changed as a nation and our access to temptation with the smartphones and the internet, man, you can have anything instantly and discreetly on the privacy Mm -hmm. of your own home. So I wrote this book talking about a lot of the stuff that's that's really hindering our communities. And like, uh, I think in 2021, uh, there was over 100,000 overdose deaths. Now that's just overdoses. That's not, yes. th- that, that's not including uh, alcoholic deaths or people that got hit in DUIs and this and that. Right, right. And so, because I think, be, you know, no one seems to notice like, man, we got to, it's not working, right, you know, it's right. not working. Yeah. And so, cause there's such an influx of people into these programs that no one seems to notice the bigger picture of how many people are washing right, out. And so right. we're just trying to point them to Jesus. And I tell them in my program, I'm like, listen, my program can't save you, but it points you to the one who can. Amen. Jesus. That's right. Yeah. And at the end of the, um, podcast today, I want you to talk about your book and tell people where they can get that book, because it is a it is an excellent book, Chuck, that you wrote. And, and I still think you had a ghostwriter. <laughs> so, yeah, you used to be my teacher. He's great at my papers. And so, yeah, no, no ghostwriter. Oh, hey, he's yeah. only saying that because I did mention him in the acknowledgement section. He's name dropped yeah. right there in the acknowledgement yeah, section. Yeah. He, he's got a kind of name drop. It's a wonder that it's just sitting, just selling off the shelves everywhere. Yeah. Just well, actually, as a matter of fact, I know we're not talking about it till later, but um, the Kendall book just became available. Oh, and they, and they yeah, this week, and they're doing the press release. So the official launch is oddly enough mm-hmm. occurring this week, the same week I got my other book done. That's great. Yeah. Well, let's go to yeah. the other book, and I, I've got the the notebook yeah. here, the three ring notebook that's got everything in it, and I love your cover picture. Thank you. Now, I wish people could see it, but that is a fantastic yeah. one. It is written is the name of the book, a field guide to spiritual warfare. Okay, Chuck. Tell us all about this, because I know there's a remarkable story behind you writing this book. Um, There have been five distinct times in my life where I've been attacked by the enjoy. It, you know, in addition to the uh, the rank and fouls, um, you know, daily nuisances, yeah, right. you know, that we all get, you know, but there's been five distinct times where it was an assault. Mm-hmm. You know, the first one occurred uh, when, when I was born. The Bible says, uh, for the entire world is under the sway of the evil one. From the moment someone's born, you're born behind enemy lines. So Absolutely. you're born into a, an attack. That was the first one. Uh, the second one occurred after I got sober. I was in Teen Challenge. Uh, I had some problems going on, you know, becoming that new creation in Christ. And then they added some time to my program. And it was just uh, a a period of brokenness. The third one occurred after I got out. uh, You know, I had some problems, had a a failure, didn't cost me my sobriety, but uh, I was in the, uh, what I call the wilderness of the spirit. Uh, Mm -hmm. Actually, John Bevere, author and and speaker John Bevere calls it the wilderness of the spirit. And uh, that was about a two-year attack. But then here recently, what led to this book is um, in September of 2021, I got attack number four, Mm -hmm. uh, four of five, and, uh, man, I was having all this pressure in my life. I was having um, 
vehicle problems, finance problems, family problems, uh, teeth problems. Uh, man, just seemed like everything was hitting me from all angle. And, uh, you know, I believe that people are born with either the fight or flight response. And right, I, I right. was born with the flight, you know. Uh, but you know, when, when anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. He'll, he'll, he'll help you with that. But if, if you beat on an animal long enough, you know, eventually it's going to, it, if it, despite it's or corner, it, it, it's fight, uh, flight process, it will turn on you. And so, man, this, the devil was pounding on me and pounding on me. I'm like, that is it. That is it, man. I was like, I, you know, I thank God for God's Bible school and college and teen challenge to Southwest Florida, because during my time there, they taught me if the word of God says something, like, you know, he who the sun sets free is free indeed, or right. I've come that they right. have, may have life and have it more abundantly. If the Bible says something and I'm not experiencing that in my own day-to-day, then that disconnect is always with me and never with the inerrant word of God. Mm-hmm. And so I knew, I'm like, man, where's that Where's that abundant life, man? You know, and just, man, I'm supposed to have, I mean, what? And so that, that led me down on a quest uh, to ask some questions like, um, you know, of course the devil's real, but like, uh, what power does he have? Right. What power do right. I have? Is there anything I can do to to gain more power? Is there anything I can do to lose that power? Sure. How can I get him to flee? You know, obey God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. How exactly do you do that? Yeah, I'm what real, does that look like in a practical way? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, and, and so yeah, I tend to be uh, skeptical on stuff. You know, and you know, I, unless you can touch it, see it, feel it, you know, this and that. Uh, but at the same time, I am a man of faith, and so um, I'm, I'm looking at the scriptures. And I'm like, and I was like, I just, I got hit so many times by the devil. I'm like, what exactly does the word of God say? And I was, I, I love Rick Warren, the purpose driven, Joyce Myers, Battlefield of the Mind, all these things. But I was like, I don't want to know what Joyce has got to say, what Rick's got to say. I want to know what the word of God says. Yes. And so, man, I got my face in the word and I, I looked up every single scripture um, that I could find on the subject. Mm-hmm. And I just like, okay, and, and, and it become evident, it is written. That's what Jesus said in yes. the wilderness. It is written. Mm-hmm. It is written. It is written. Uh, it is written, in, in my opinion, is the culmination of the full armor of God working in perfect harmony and, and unpenetrable armor together. Just by saying it is written to the world, the flesh, or the devil, uh, you're holding up the shield of faith. And what God's Word says, you're, you're brandishing the sword of the Spirit. Right. Uh, you're sharing the gospel so your feet are fitted with it. You know, right. you've, you've right. got the belt of truth because His Word is truth. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, and so you you get all these pieces of armor, the, the helmet of salvation, that man, God is who He says He is. He can do what He says He'll do. And so I got these um, these scriptures together, and I put them together, and— um, and then I'm like, oh, man, this is this is really good, you know, and I started noticing some, and I was like, okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, all the skepticism aside, you know, um, I, I need to start applying this, and I started noticing some, some common results. But, you know, the last thing I want to do is be up on a stage or in a platform or on a church or something like that, waving my hands, jumping mm-hmm. up and down. If that's not the way, you know, talking about a, the blood of a Jewish carpenter from over 2,000 years ago, if that's mm-hmm. not the way the Bible says to do it. But if that is the way the Bible says to do it, then I don't want to do it any other way. Right. You know what I mean? I understand, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I started this seven-week um, Bible study. I made a—you know, I'm a preacher, teacher, you know, and so I was like, oh, let's do a Bible study on this. This would be good, man. People need to hear this. But um, I, about that time, the Lord— uh, mm-hmm started to tell me, I want you to turn this into a book. And I'm like, well, Lord, I don't have time. You know, right, uh, you know, right. I'm, I'm trying to publish it, my other book, and then I've got two books behind that. And so uh, I, I just kind of, I'm ashamed to say I, I, I took the victory and I kept it to myself. But that wasn't what he was calling me to do. He was calling me to take the fight to the enemy. So fast forward, um, I don't even know when it was here, but it was here recent, within three months ago, man, uh, the storm started coming in again. 
and uh, I was having all these problems. And I'll never forget, I was, I was taking, going to pick my kid up from work, and I'm listening to the local Christian talk radio um, in, in northern Kentucky. And then um, Tony Evans was on, right? Yes. And uh, he started talking about Ephesians six twelve. you know, that says, uh, for we do not war against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and darkness of, uh, of this age and wicked wicked spirits and in the heavenly places. And Tony, in Tony's way there, you know, uh, he says, listen, if the Bible says, you know, you don't, you don't war against flesh and blood, then it ain't a flesh and blood problem. He's like, if the Bible says you don't war against flesh and blood, if the inerrant word of God says you don't war against flesh and blood, then it's not a roommate problem. It's not a family problem. It's not a vehicle problem. That's good. That's yeah, good. and he's like, uh, you got a devil problem, my friend. You know, <laughs> and so I'm like, duh, you know, yeah, of course, yeah, you know, right, and so I right. tend to be dismissive of things I can't tell. And so uh, with that, man, uh, that really was the game changer on this this whole deal and so also what started started the book. And so this last go-round, uh, the enemy started attacking me again and attacking me again. And I'll never forget, I was there at my desk where, you know, I write my, my books and, mm-hmm. and prepare my sermons and podcasts and stuff. And uh, I just said out loud to the devil, I said, listen, uh, if you're going to, cause uh, he, he got his, I don't want to get into too much of it cause it's not just my story to tell, but he got his hooks into, uh, someone very near and dear to me. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says, uh, the entire world is under the sway or the control or the power of the evil one. And so like, you know, the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing, to those who don't understand. They, they right. don't, they don't get it, Yes, you know? And so, uh, man, uh, with that one that fight or flight, I said, listen here, devil, you're going to attack me and my loved ones, then I'm going to attack you. I was like, I'm going to write this book. I'm going to write everything I know about the subject, and I'm going to get it in the body of Christ's hands for the equipping of the body and the ministering of the saints. And so I started writing, and um, man, uh, my last book took me five and a half years to write. This one took me 33 days. That's incredible. Yeah, and my yeah. Uh, my wife yeah. edited it in seven days, and uh, yeah, there's a progression to it. It kind of... Um, it is written a field guide to spiritual warfare. It's basically just a plain account of this. It is written. It is yeah. written. This is what you can do. This is what you can do to lose that power. This is what you can do to gain that power. Uh, and uh, I, I start with creating a, a sense of our need, our desperate need. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because the devil's the greatest foe that ever ever walked the earth. You know, this he's he's smarter right. than you. He's stronger than you. He's borderline immortal. You know, and and so this is the greatest foe that's ever lived. And and we got to go fight this guy. You know, but uh, the Bible says that the uh, the victory is ours. And so, man, um, after a couple of, um, you know, when I first started making these lessons back in 2021, I was like, man, surely there's got to be somebody that's written something that hasn't leaned. You know, I got, you can only read Strong's Exhaustive Concordance so much <laughs> <laughs> before yeah. you want to, okay, I, I'll uh, bring me the Rick Warren, bring me the Joyce Myers. And so I found this book called uh, Vanquishing the Enemy, Triumphant in the Battles of Life by Ron Phillips, a Baptist preacher. Okay. And uh, with that, he had gathered all the scriptures I ga- I gather, and he was on a, on a similar quest, mm-hmm. you know, like, I want to know what does the Bible say, book, right, chapter, right. and verse. And, uh, man, he, he gathered all the, scri- the scriptures I did, and, and, and you know, I'll, I'll give you the spoiler alert to the, to the book. Uh, Satan doesn't have any power over a saved and sanctified believer. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any power over you unless either, A, God lets you. God lets him, like he did with Job. Yeah, have you considered my servant Job? Right. The only way the devil can, can I mean, he he can oppress you. He can uh, he can get strongholds on some people, but he cannot possess you. Not that's, that's you. excellent because I hear people say that. Yes, you know, and I and and like you, every scripture I live or looked at, it's like yep. to be possessed of the Satan and to be a believer no. is just 
it just doesn't work. No, no man can so, serve two masters. That's exactly right. Yeah, he who the son sets free is free indeed. You you were bought at a price. You belong right. to Jesus. So if right. Satan wants you, he's got to go ask him. Or yeah. and so the only way Satan can possess somebody is either God's got to give him permission or you do. And 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 the way we do that is in Ephesians four twenty seven. It says, uh, "Don't let uh, the sun go down on your anger or give sin a, a foothold." And so we can give footholds to the enemy. But um, th- that Ephesians six twelve, it, it the, the real aha moment for me when I'm reading Philip's book here. Um, it says that okay, for we do not. It talks about a hierarchy. You know, there's a hierarchy in the, in the, in Satan's kingdom, and it says, "For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers." That's the highest tier in this mm-hmm. thing. So right. you're you're talking right. the devil, and yes. you're talking demons, fallen angels, right? Mm-hmm. We don't wrestle against uh, flesh and blood, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age. That's mm-hmm. talking about corrupt leaders, wicked, mm-hmm. evil people, uh, yes. wolves in sheep clothing, false prophets. Mm-hmm. You know, is what that's talking about. Because um, when uh, Satan tried to tempt Jesus in the wilderness, he said, hey, listen, all these kingdoms are, are mine, and I can give them to whoever I want to if you'll just bow down and worship me. And so Satan is the ruler of this world. You know, you ask a lot of people, well, where's the devil? And they're like, hell. No, he's, he's not in hell. That's not what the scriptures say. It's true. He's walking the earth to and fro. He doesn't want to go to hell any more than, than we want to go there. He's not in a hurry to get there. He doesn't want to go to the lake of fire. No, Absolutely he, not. No, he doesn't. Yeah. But that's not going to occur until right before, right before, I think it's Revelation. 12 or 21, it, uh, it talks about the great white throne judgment. It says, Satan will be thrown into the lake of fire. Then, I behold, I saw a great white throne. And so with that, uh, he's here. This is his kingdom. Anyone born into it behind on earth is born behind enemy lines. He can give power to whoever he wants because God gave that dominion to Adam. Adam lost it to Satan. Uh, Jesus got it back at the, uh, on, on the cross, but, but that victory only extends to people who've asked Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. And so for the rest of the world, man, they're, they're fair game to Satan, you know? And so uh, the entire world's under his sway. Mm-hmm. So he's able to give this power to rulers and darkness of age. And it starts talking about wicked spirits or spiritual wickedness. And so me, I, I tend to be, like I said, very skeptical about things. But man, the Bible talks about spirits, the existence yes. of spirits, right. a, a spirit of fear, a spirit of bondage, you know, you just uh, lying spirits, you know. And so it, I, uh, in this book, this new book, I've got a list, and I borrowed it from Strongman's, uh, 18 spirits. And it, it talks about the spirit of div- divination, clairvoyance. And a lot right. of these things I wouldn't classify as spirits. I would classify as mental, emotional, you know, disorders and stuff like that. But the Bible's saying, no, 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 these are spirits. You know, what you're looking at is the manifestations of these spirits, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, man, I, I was like, man, what do I, what do, I do with that, <laughs> you know? And that, that, that took me a little bit uh, like, you know what? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Right. Acknowledge Him and right. His Word in all your ways. And so I started looking at this hierarchy. And, the, and then the good news, and man, I got set free from years of just stuff like unforgiveness, deep-rooted hurt, pains, uh, feelings of inadequacy. Uh, that verse on Ephesians six twelve, and I'm reading this in Philip's book, he says, uh, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, principalities, powers, darkness, this and that. And then it starts talking about uh, Christ. It says that Christ is seated far above principalities, yes, right. far yeah. above powers. And so like, okay, so you got this thing here. This, Satan's way above our head. Satan's way above our head. But then Christ is above him, not only in this age, but in the age to come. Yes. But then when you get to, and then here, here's here's the kicker. It's like, okay, well, okay, well, Christ is going to win. But it says also, man, I've read Ephesians, I don't know how many times. I think you might have even assigned it to me in a class one time. But man, I didn't realize until this last go around, Ephesians is a book about spiritual warfare. Yes. When you so, get to looking about absolutely. in Christ, in Christ, seated. Mm-hmm. And then it said in Ephesians, I want to say 2.13, I could be yeah, wrong on that. Yeah, we're seated with him in the heavenly places. Yes. Yes. And that, 
that's right. that's that's the best news ever. What was for? Because it says we are seated with him in the heavenly places, and where is he? He's seated far above principalities. And so what Philip said in his book, and it just, I mean, it brought me to tears. He's like, listen, reader, he's like, what was formerly above your head is now under your feet. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And so when I saw that, man, I just, I, I was, I was reading in bed and then I'm here crying in bed and my wife's like, what's wrong? I'm like, no, no, baby, everything's right. You know? And, uh, man, just, that was a game changer. And so I was like, I can't, I can't, Say, I love my neighbor and I love my Savior and keep this to myself. And so uh, I, I took some of Philip's stuff, um, you know, but basically I just took the Word of God and, and, and what you see is what you got there. And so That's we great. talk about that, that, hey, listen, man, uh, the devil's got no power over you unless you just give it to him. Mm-hmm. Now, um, he, he, there's, he can be a nuisance, but man, uh, and, and then in, in Luke ten nineteen, Jesus said, uh, behold, all authority I give to you, you over snakes, scorpions, serpents, and over all the power of the enemy. Now, listen, I, I've seen some prosperity preachers out there, man, and that's just like nails on a chalkboard to me, man. But at the same time, man, I cannot deny the fact, man, that, right. that there right. is a prosperity. And, and so I don't want to come off as like this prosperity guy, but at the same time, it is written that all authority, not some authority, he has given me all authority. And so the way I see yeah. it is, um, there, there, there's a story here of an arresting officer, a judge, an inmate, and a, um, a warden or a correctional officer. Jesus was the arresting officer. It says that he disarmed him and made a public spectacle of him. Yeah. Not only has he defeated, it says, for this purpose, the Son of God came that he might destroy the works of the devil. And so he's destroyed, but not only was he destroyed, he was disarmed. Right, before he was right. taken into custody. And so Jesus is the arresting officer. God's the judge. God has sentenced him. He's here on earth. He's been exiled to earth from the heavenly realms. And with that, but Satan does have the ability to pass back and forth between the natural and the supernatural realm. And uh, and so with that, that makes Satan the inmate, and that makes us the correctional officers of the warden. We are to enforce his sentence here on earth, you know? That's great. You know, and, and the truth of the matter is, as I read Scripture, Chuck and I and I think you would probably concur with this that er, that the scripture constantly points us to victory yes over the devil yes I mean even you get in the revelation it talks about and these overcame him mm. by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony they love not their lives unto death and so you know it's all about overcoming we're more than conquerors through him that yes. loved us you know greater is he that is in you mm. than he that is in the world and he's talking about the spirit of antichrist that already exists in the world, but we are to be of good cheer because it, as great as his abilities are, greater is the one that's within you yes. than he that's within the world. Because, you know, I, I think about that in Christ, and, and if, in, if Christ is, be, is victorious, then how can I be in Christ and not have victory available to me? Yes. You follow yes. what I'm saying? Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. And yet yeah. so many people, and I hear so, so many who just feel like somehow that all this Christian life is just, all it is is just trial and error, and we never really can have victory. We can never... But, and I know I'm rambling a little bit here, so let me back up. But Chuck, do you not... Did you see that as you were going through? Did you see this clear victory for believers? What you're talking about is the struggle in the church and in the recovery community. Man, we get to this place... Um, I, I say in the, in the, in the new book here, I'm like, you know, um, guys in recovery, you know, we've lost everything we've ever had and everyone we've ever loved so many times that the idea 
of trying to go out and and gain territory or, or relationships by picking a fight with the devil. Just uh, that seems like a bad idea, even to my group, which is saying a lot. If an alcoholic tells you it's a bad idea, you might want to yeah. listen to him. But not in this case, you know. Uh, I think that in the church and in the recovery community alike, that we we get to a certain point in our relationship with God and we settle. You know, we're just like, you know so what, I got just, yeah. yeah, I got just enough God or just enough victory. Uh, I'm not willing, you know, we want the product of victory, right? but we, we're not necessarily willing to pay the price, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the price really, Christ already paid the majority of it. It's up to you to just get in there, find out what is written yeah. and then exercise mm-hmm. faith yeah. in that, mm-hmm. you know? And so, uh, but yeah, I, I, I see that all the time, you yeah. know? Yeah. And we, and I love you know what you're talking about with the armor of God and mm-hmm. and understanding who our foe is and all of that. I think that's and knowing what our weapons are. I mean, yes. you know, be because in Ephesians it says, "Be strong in the Lord." Yes, and in the power of yes. His might. Mm-hmm. But how do you do that? Well, you got to take up the full armor of God. Yes, it's you know, and it's and that is so important because there are practical ways and practical steps that we can take. Mm-hmm. But God's not going to do that part for us, is he? No. Um, I thank God for my time at GBS. Um, when I Every class I took, whether it was, you know, uh, one of your classes or one of the other uh, professor's classes, um, there was one thing that was present in every class. Whenever I'd had to do a reading report, mm-hmm. anytime I did a reading report, it would say, um, what, what in this week's assignment uh, was important or what jumped out at you? And then it would say, and how do you apply that to your life? Two questions. Why is this important and how do I apply it to my life? I've built my entire theology, my entire life around that due to, due to my time at God's Bible school and college. In my other book, I ask that, why is this important? What is this verse saying? And how do I apply it to my life? There's got to be some practical way in which you do this. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I talk about that. I'm like, okay, here here is exactly how you put on the belt of truth. That's great. Here's exactly how you you put on there. That's and great. also, um, you know, they um, there's a saying that says, um, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then, right? <laughs> and there's there's some stuff, there'll be times where I'm writing yeah. and I'm like, man, uh, that was way too intelligent yeah. for me to come up with on my own. <laughs> you know, I'm like, thank you, Lord. Um, a lot of times when it comes to the uh, the full armor of God, you know, we tend to look at it like, okay, the, the helmet, the breastplate, the shield, um, you know, um, the, the this and that, these are defensive weapons. And the sword of the spirit is my offensive weapon, my one and only offensive weapon. But actually, if you, you really dig into it, we have a lot more offensive weapons than that. And, uh, yeah. you know, such as the shield of faith, is th- there's offensive faith mm-hmm. and defensive faith. You know, I'm, I'm standing on a promise, mm-hmm. defensive faith. God's given me a word for the future. That's offensive faith. So the shield's an offensive, defensive that's thing. Great. Like a riot shield. Yeah. Riot shields are used offensively mm-hmm. and defensively, you know. Um, prayer, it lists prayer. A lot of times we yeah. cut off there in verse 18 on the on the full armor of oh, God. Oh, that's right. You know, but it says prayer. Pray always, pray in the yeah. spirit, pray with all kinds of prayers and supplications. Elsewhere, we see that uh, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. So sometimes you need a little bit more gas in the tank. Uh, so there's fasting, there's prayer, there's also the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we got a lot more offensive weapons. We That's talk great. about that in there, and uh, we talk about a lot of other stuff. But basically, yeah. at the end of the day, it is written. It, it, it's just a plain account. Of, this That's is what great. the Word of God says, That's and great. I tell some stories in there too. 
Perfect. So tell people as we wrap up real quickly here where they can get your ASAP book and then when is it is written coming out? Yes. Uh, my ASAP uh, recovery book, ASAP Recovery, Tearing Out the Old Foundation. You can purchase that on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, Walmart.com or just about anywhere books are sold. Uh, our ebook of ASAP Recovery, the ASAP Recovery book is is thirty dollars. I didn't set the price about that. I'm going to be honest with you. I only get like two dollars and thirty cents of that, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't write it to make money. I want to change the community. But uh, the uh, the Kindle is now available this okay, week right. for nine ninety nine on Amazon, and you can get that there. You can check out uh, my book or any of my other stuff at uh, ASAPRecovery.com. That's okay. ASAPRecovery.com and the book links are there and all the information in the world you could want would be there. I've published through Christian Faith Publishing and I'm uh, publishing through them again with It Is Written. So we're, uh, you know, they say it could be anywhere between eight to nine months. Uh, but I'm, I'm a God's Bible school and college graduate. We're going to get it done faster okay. than that. <laughs> you know, so That's nine, great. nine months at the most uh, by the end of the year, you know, but uh, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm just really believing the Lord that man, he, he I mean, like I said, man, he, he he wrote this book through me in 40 days. I mean, I know how Moses feels at the top of Mount Sinai now, but he, <laughs> thank God I didn't have to chisel this thing. But uh, I, was, I was pretty burnt out when uh, I got done. But, man, yeah. he flowed through me, man, and uh, all glory to God. And uh, great, we're hoping Chuck. to have that out in six months, seven months, you know, and it'll be on the same place as Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere right. books are sold. Well, thanks for being on the, today's podcast again. Appreciate it, Chuck. Thank you. Leaving you, you and me. thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, friends, for listening again today to this episode of Hope Along the Journey. And as I say here at the close of today's episode, Jesus Christ is truly the hope of the world. And if you look to him, he'll help you find hope along the journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about Hope Along the Journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for more Hope Along the Journey.